Hi, this is Jim Beaver from Supernatural and the Boys, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Holy crap, is that an Impala in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? It's Thinking Outside the Long Box <coughs> with Tim uh, Doyle and Juan and me. I'm, I'm Gabe. That's Gabe. <laughs> me <laughs> like i can't stop laughing <laughs> what's going on everybody hey everybody welcome to this oh, episode shit. of thinking outside That's the long thing, box dudes. i'm gabe i'm tim i'm doyle i'm Juan. and today we are going to be <laughs> oh, today we're going to be talking about seasons five through eight of supernatural five through nine in our in our no eight. Oh yeah, you're right. Fucking corrected <laughs> me on that. <laughs> our math. I forgot. I fucking, good. I fucking memorize a number and you try to <laughs> yank it away from me. We are count. Uh, oh, so we're going through am, them rather quickly. Um, I am best for counting. So uh, season five, we'll just jump right in. Season five revolves around the fight to stop Lucifer and stop the apocalypse. Castiel is searching for God, introduction of Crowley and Gabriel. They decide they need the rings of the four horsemen. Sam lets Lucifer possess him, but traps Lucifer in the Lucifer cage. I don't remember what they call it. Dean returns the cage. They okay. call it the cage. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Dean <laughs> returns to his normal life, and somehow Sam has escaped the cage. Uh, you know what I you know what I love? Every season so far is about like escalation of bad guys, right? Like the first season, they're looking for yellow eyes, but it's pretty much just like a cryptid season, like random shit. And then the second season And yellow and yellow eyes is just a demon. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not super he's like a big, impressive. Like a big demon, but he's not like a super impressive. <laughs> right. And then in the second season, it's about yellow eyes mainly and they kill him. And then the third season's about like you know, releasing Lucifer. It's like a big time demon with what's her name? Lilith. And, Lilith. and then you have Lucifer and you're like, where could they go from here? 10 more seasons. They could go from here. <laughs> <laughs> and it just yeah. keeps somehow it just keeps going up. Yeah. Like that's, what's crazy about it. So, like we haven't even gotten to like the Leviathan and no, stuff. No, like that's, no. what's funny. So the main villain is Lucifer, uh, notable yeah. deaths, uh, Bobby Singer, who was then re- resurrected Castiel, who was then resurrected. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Bobby does die. I forgot. Bobby he dies. dies a couple times. Say nothing. Don't and... say nothing, Doyle. Yeah. He breaks when his he... neck. <laughs> when he dies, dies like, he, he's dead, dead. But, yeah. like, a, he dead. dies a few times first. See, I forgot because he's only dead for, like, 30 seconds in the <laughs> season. Like, it's not long. <laughs> but but he you're died. still sad. Yeah, so, yeah, it, was, it was super sad. <laughs> Fallen Idols is the one about the older gods that like have the like the pyramid scheme or whatever that they're trying to like get people's energy. Is that what that one is? Do you remember? Uh, a small town is being killed by famous dead people. Oh, uh, I. So it's, it's not the, the wax, one I think it is. This is the Wax Museum one. Yeah, Fallen Idols. Um, there are several ones with gods where they're like what you're talking about, but right. Oh, maybe it's the Hammer of the Gods one. So this is where they thought they would end the series, and that's why Dean got to go home. 
and that was supposed that was intended to be like satisfying right. for like viewers. Are we talking and, about the one where they're held hostage as like a bargaining chip? Yes, by all the old gods. Yeah, yes. it's hammer, hammer of the gods. Hammer of the gods. That's what I thought. Yeah. So like, which is one of my favorite episodes. Period. So absolutely, good. it is a really good one. So this, so this is the. I think where the fandom is like really, really taken off, like where it's to the point where they they're talking about canceling it after the next season or after this season. And people throw such a fit that they actually decide to to make more seasons of it. Like you can tell the way this season ended that it genuinely was intended to stop here for sure for like i don't know if they added in the very final scene but yeah like the ending where dean is kind of it like pans back and he's eating dinner with the, his new family right mm-hmm. that does feel like a season or a series ending shot and then i know it put, peels back to sam watching sam. him underneath a like a spotlight or a street light <laughs> Like the exorcist. Yes, he somehow yeah. escaped the cage. Yeah. Yes. Which we and I think Cass pulled him out. I think what ended up happening is they had written this to be like the end of the show, and then they got renewed for like another season, so they had to add something in. And yeah, I probably I bet they flew into season six pretty pretty blind. So tell us a little bit about season six. Season six, Sam comes back to Dean, uh, and Dean is forced to leave his normal life. They're fighting alpha monsters. Samuel, their resurrected grandfather, is found to be working with Crowley to find purgatory. Castiel can't help because he's fighting against Raphael in a heaven civil war. Castiel has been working with Crowley this entire time. Castiel ends up absorbing the souls from Purgatory and pronounces himself to be God. So he is technically the main villain of this season, and I, I didn't find any notable deaths in this season. I don't think there really are. This is a filler season, in my opinion. It's Absolutely. Like, it has some really sweet episodes. Like I Frontier, thought that was like, the next season for you. Oh, they're no, both a little bit. They this both like are. A, this is like a lead up into the filler season. This is a better season than seven, I think, because at least the filler episodes are like really good, like Frontierland, <laughs> and Mannequin Three, The Reckoning. Like, there's some pretty fucking sweet episodes in this one. Yeah, but um, yeah, I agree with Gabe. I don't know if they knew what they were doing in this season, or if it was just like we got another season. Let's just keep this fucking thing on its wheels. <laughs> and it's, what can we make the angels do this time? And it's super monster of the week. Like the whole season is monster of the week. And like the, the main plot, like I would say from like here to like probably really close to the end of season seven is just like, how do we keep the show going (laughs) without actually like, you know, moving the story too far forward. Yeah. Because I don't think they had any idea what they wanted to do for like an actual end. Because by here, they have no idea when they're going to be done. Because I do, I am curious about that. I do think that it's okay in the fact that season six whole storyline to me is the finding out why Sam is different and getting his soul back. That's like what season six is about. 
And you find out that castiel has been like, you know, lying to them and working with uh, Crowley the whole time to find purgatory. But they, I think that you're right because there's so many things they could have done in this season that would have been so much better. Like the alpha vampire is fucking sweet. And you could have, I think you could have had an entire season about him. Honestly, he's a red character. I do remember him. I I may have made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Is the, uh, is the mother of all in this season or no? No, I don't think so. That's coming. And that to be too, I was rushed too, but, but yeah, I think, had this season been more like focused on like that alpha specifically or alphas, even though it kind of was, it felt like they wanted to go that direction and then just threw it up in the air after a while. Oh, mother of yeah, all like, is season six. It. Yeah, I thought it was because mother of all. Oh, I thought we were still on season five. Oh, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, that's the second half of the of the season. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Again, that's such a cool potential bad guy, but. You did or no? I think she's into the show for like a, an episode, maybe right. two. No, because they have to go. Yeah, they have to go back in time to get the Phoenix Ashes to kill her. I think she's like in two or three episodes. But like, how can you only grant two or three episodes to the mother of all like cryptids? Like, yeah, on that should have been an entire season, but it it definitely should have. And that's 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 kind of the like I said, that's the feeling I get kind of for season six, seven, and eight is that they weren't really a hundred percent sure like when they were going to stop and like what direction they really wanted to take the show in. They just wanted to keep it going. I think, I don't think they're bad seasons. I just think they're like really directionless seasons. Now let's get started. I think season seven is bad. Uh, so, I have to, I have to look at the episodes. Let's go on to it. Then. So season, so, season seven, Castiel is God. He's announced, pronounced himself to be God. Uh, and he's punishing people who he thinks are wrongdoers. Yeah, that uh, first episode is really good, though. <laughs> it the, starts out on a good note. The the Leviathans are trying to break free from him. Uh, Sam, Sam and Dean return end up returning the souls to Purgatory. Uh, the Leviathans kill Castiel, and the rest of the season about is about killing the leader. Uh, Roman, uh, Dick Roman, I think is what his whole name is. Uh, Dean and Castiel are pulled into Purgatory at the end. Uh, the main villain are the Leviathans, and the notable deaths is Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, this is where Bobby dies, dies. This is where Bobby dies, dies. And, uh, yeah, dude, there's like barely even any good episodes of this season. Like when he goes back in time and hangs out with Elliot, uh, the Ness. Yeah, Elliot Ness. Yeah, that was a good episode. The rest, the Leviathans, again, they're supposed to be like. I, I like the magical epic. menagerie one too. That was a. It, it was like a fun filler episode, though. It's not one that moons oh, the. Is that the, the story fairies episode? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the fairies episode is golden. Where he fights the, <laughs> he fights the midget. <laughs> he fights those fairies. Fights like the Kirk's favorite episode. Yeah, right. And this also has the. The first uh, appearance of, um, oh, what is her name? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, uh, Charlie, uh, yeah, Felicia Charlie Day's character, character starts starts up in this season. Garth is in the season two when they fight the shoujo. That was a pretty cool episode, but again, filler. So it's I think just, 
I think my main problem with this season, because I remember like when I was watching it, I enjoyed it like week to week, but it just didn't seem like it was really going anywhere. Like the Leviathan don't seem as bad and scary as Lucifer. Like I think that was my main problem with like this particular story arc is it seemed like they were taking a step back and just fighting monsters as opposed to like, an eternal like kind of idea like the idea of lucifer is like this big like idea of the devil you know whereas the leviathan is just just feels like another kind of monster to me well and it was just too too hyped but too little payoff like like when you first meet them it makes like they are kind of scary They're like well you can't fucking kill them like they just keep coming and then they figure out how to deal with them sodium something well, they, I mean, not even that. Even before that, they're just like, yeah, fucking drop a car on it, cut her head off, run her away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, these are the these are the big bads that were so bad that God was like, I fucked up and had to create an entire new universe to lock them away <laughs> in. So we have to have see, in my opinion, something that's like epically scary, like that drives that kind of point home. But I don't think you. There's no payoff to it, though. The prophet like, uh, Kevin Tran is also introduced in this this season. Oh, that's right. Um, and True. he and this is one of I believe two times that he translates the word of God to help destroy the Leviathans. Yeah, that it's, is he is a good character. So it's interesting to me that there's a lot of stuff that gets started in season seven that you know, interesting characters, like major plot points, that kind of stuff that, that like is introduced here, but almost like they still hadn't quite found where they were going with it. And, and I think that's what this suffers from. I think the sixth season is very much so we're just getting through the season and season seven is we have to like start a new story. Like season seven is almost like a first season where it's a step back in what they're fighting and they have to get to the end of that to like introduce some new characters, make it so they're not completely reliant on Bobby all the time, like, and then introduce like new ideas into the show that will take it through like the rest of the series. Yep. Season eight, uh, Dean and the vampire Benny get out of purgatory without Castiel. Uh, Later in the episode, Castiel is brought back by an angel named Naomi uh, to kill Dean, but the angel tablet is broken. Also a bitch. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But the angel tablet... A lot of of two-faced whores in the show. (laughs) Of all the gems, there's a lot of two-faced motherfuckers in this show. (laughs) Uh, The angel tablet is broken, which breaks her hold of of, uh, Castiel. Uh, Henry Winchester uh, uses time travel, who is uh, Sam and Dean's great-grandfather. He uses time travel to jump to the future uh, and is killed trying to save Sam and Dean. Castiel is tricked by Metatron into sending all angels to the Earth and losing his grace at the same time. And this is where we learn about the Men of Letters. Yes. Which is a super fucking awesome idea to me. And then they become dickheads, too. Oh, everybody's a dickhead. Well, they're not so dickheads. I, the Englishmen of letters. Ah, oh, got you. Okay, yeah, yeah, the you're Englishmen right, you're of right, letters right. are in fact dickheads. <laughs> so I, most everybody dislikes this season, 
I don't. I really I, that first episode was was awesome. Season, I thought it was really season cool. Season eight, yeah. Season eight, I'm okay with. Like season, like I said, season six is a man, and then season seven is a wah wah, and then season eight's like I feel like they're getting back on track. Exactly. Like this is exactly where I feel like you you get back into what supernatural is. Like I think Benny is a really cool character because they have to like. It creates like this this superior tension between him and Sam that's yeah. like insurmountable because Dean is like literally friends with something that they murder on the regular without any kind of thought. And anytime and that, Sam's wanted to do that, like because previously <laughs> in the show, Sam has been like, "This werewolf's good, don't kill her," and, and then they like Dean murder just, it. Exactly. <laughs> the problem so, like, with that is that a lot of the times Sam is not very good judge of character, and the people he befriends yeah. usually fuck him. Whereas, Correct. whereas Dean, <laughs> the Va- Benny actually seemed to not be a bad guy like he just seemed to be a, a like a, he's obviously a vampire and he was a bad guy at some point but the episode so where they anymore. meet you could see sam was about to kill him and then well, I, didn't, I didn't say it wasn't justifiable i just <laughs> said that's, that's benny benny's on. like oh i see you guys got a lot to talk about i'll see you later <laughs> but this has this has really cool episodes in it like the episode where uh Sam and that other hunter don't want to believe Dean that Benny isn't killing people in the little town that he's in. And that, that one hunter ends up going like on his own and ends up getting himself killed. Like that, those episodes are like, even though they're still kind of fillery episodes, they're filled with the kind of like progress forward that like makes each episode at least worth watching as opposed to like, this is such a filler episode that there's no movement in story continuity. Like, I feel like this is where they hit their stride and each episode is like moving you another step closer to what's coming. You know, this is, this is uh, the episode that, or the season that Tim was talking about earlier, uh, where after they crawl back out of purgatory with Benny, uh, with Benny inside of Dean, he like every time you see Dean sleeping, you see him falling into those kind of purgatory nightmares that you're not fully aware of what's going on until later on when he says that they were they were flaying him every night until he turned until they he started killing people like he started doing the torturing later. Like you could see a turn in Dean's mind of trying to stay very sane after going through all of the shit that they've already been through and going yeah. to purgatory. Purgatory. Right. He's like, bro, chill. You don't you don't know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, when he was in hell he was torturing and killing people. In purgatory he was just like he was know, just fighting war, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he was just constantly fighting for his life against the like, monsters yeah. that are there. It's like he has yeah. a PTSD in this season a little bit about his time in purgatory. And I think that carries over pretty far into the next season too and i think castiel castiel has kind of a ptsd thing about it too and about the leviathans too yeah. well yeah he did it it's his fault <laughs> castiel also <laughs> <is not the laughs> best. although castiel's like fucking shit up makes sense because he's also like learning on the daily yeah yeah you, you do you do towards the end you do find out castiel d- 
because uh, because a lot of turmoil is going on in Dean's head about the fact that he couldn't save Castiel and pull him out of Purgatory. But you find out that Castiel pushed him like he didn't want to leave Purgatory because he thought that's where he belonged because of what he did. Yeah, he felt like he needed to be punished for longer. Not to mention we have the, like we didn't even talk about like this whole season like the trials. Sam is going through the trials to close the gates of hell. Yeah. It's pretty much what the season's about, technically. Although it's kind of like so much not about that that it's like an afterthought. To me. <laughs> like, like it's weird because it's like probably it's the thing that I think moves each episode forward is like yeah. Set yeah. them on that quest to like get Sam, you know, through the trials so that he can perform the task. But so much stuff is going on around them that I, like that's what I ended up loving about Supernatural is that even filler episodes, there's all these ties to all the different people that they're with and that they need help from or that they work with. And this this season does a really good job of that, like making Sam go back to his girlfriend for a little bit, you know, and having that moment where he has to decide between, like, do I do this or do I go back to her? Like, there's a couple extra Charlie episodes in this. Like, it's right it, it's a really, I don't know, it's a, it's a really good season. Like, in... I, I do remember this season being kind of like a... A back to basics, and sometimes yeah. that sometimes that formula it, it works. It works for a reason. And this season, like I know, was largely unpopular, I guess, but I don't know. I, I I liked it too. This was about where I started actually getting into the show, and then things happened, and then I just fell out of love with it immediately. But uh, I remember like watching the season and being like, "This is a good hard reset." after all the crazy shit that just happened a couple seasons ago. And this does have, like, one of my favorite episodes with the Gollum. Where yeah, the Gollum is a sweet episode. I feel like that episode called. It makes me laugh. What's that? that trying, I, don't, called... I don't remember what that episode's called, though. It's but... called Everybody Hates Hitler. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it is. It's uh, really good. Remember good the at... Titans, too? It's a good title. Also... I don't know if you yeah. remember, the, remember the Titans episode. But every every season I go through is like that's one of my favorite episodes. That episode's awesome with Prometheus, the Titan that dies every day. Yeah, and he has his kid. Like that was a fucking awesome episode. It is a really good episode. Uh, did we mention Kevin again? He works to translate another word of God to find the means of selling of sealing hell forever. Right, and that's yes. that's what Doyle was talking about. Sam going through the trials to get ready. Yeah, and then they fuck it up. <laughs> What a surprise. <laughs> well, that yep. gets us through season eight. Sounds like yes. we should jump jump off for now. Uh, so going through these four seasons, like let's do a thumbs up, thumbs down overall for all four seasons. Four seasons total lawn and garden? Yeah. <sighs> That's rough. I'm literally like halfway because... Season yeah. five's good. I season like five and, and seven or meh. And eight's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the middle so ground. 50%. Like, this is the this is the part yeah. where I think the show like almost failed, brings itself back, and I think this is kind of where things are very even. And I think that's why I lost interest <laughs> in it. So I feel like whenever there's a show that goes on this long there's at least one or two seasons where as a fan, you're just like forced to suffer. It's like, <laughs> suffer. 
<laughs> and if you're a Simpson, if you're a Simpsons fan, that's been like the last nine, ten seasons. So <laughs> if you're yeah. still a Simpsons fan, I don't understand what you're doing. I'm fairly certain that somebody's just bankrolling that because they can. Like that show has become terrible. I I don't even know how it's on the air still. Like I think it's just because people stop watching football for the night and leave it on. Every once in a while, I'll watch a new episode or a newer episode, and I'm like, yeah, it's terrible. Like, (laughs) my kids inexplicably love the Simpsons, and I can't explain why. I mean, they also like young white Yes. They also, I mean, they really like Rick and Morty and Family Guy and all those others, but they're like, like, their bread and butter is Simpsons. (sighs) That's weird. Rick and Morty is such a better show. I haven't done yeah. remember the last time Rick I watched Rick and Morty is 100% Simpsons. a better Simpsons. show. Simpsons? Well, I can't even say it now. Uh, well, with that said, everybody, be sure to check us out, TOTLB.com. That's where you can find access to all of our social media and our shop where you can get all sorts of cool shirts, glasses, uh, calendars, and whatnot. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, get a little bit extra out of it, like a shirt or hat that you get for supporting, and also videos that we make on other things that we don't talk about on the show, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash TOTLB. And of course, go to youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box if you're already there and you haven't liked it by now you're being a dick just <laughs> fucking like it, it it's, it's one button folks <laughs> that's weird because that's a long that's a long air horn yeah it's that the, was it's the i got jealous of your soundboard so i got one of my own on my phone <laughs> <laughs> well that, that one's subpar that, though the I, last... know, I need to find a better one this one's like <laughs> Way better. Way better. Oh, man. (laughs) The last thing you can do, of course, is give us a call on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline, 970-573-6148. You know, he loved really short people that we call midgets, and uh, now he's dead because, you know, that's what happens when you stick a midget up there. Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline, 970-573-6148. Until next time, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. <laughs> Bye. This <laughs> is <just> silly. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albi is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.